Free Talk Live. Welcome to the program here, the live Saturday edition of the show. The phones are open. If you want to join us, you can do that. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here with you in the studio, it's Ian. And Biden fell down. <laughs> Mark. Yeah, I saw some video about that, yeah, I guess. He, he apparently is a poor bicyclist. He's like, also old. like nearly 80 years old. Uh, but yeah, when was the last time he was on a bicycle? I oh, wonder. I don't know. Because apparently he can't stay steady on a bike while standing still, right? I mean, he stumbles over his words constantly. Yeah. I can't imagine him not stumbling, you know, while riding a bicycle. The cruelty of whatever press agent decided to put this guy on a bike, mm. I don't understand. He didn't prove that he was uh, well, uh, young, that's for sure. You know the uh, the bicycle meme, right? You've I don't seen know. this on yes. the internet. Oh, yes, the, the, the bicycle meme is uh, um, somebody has a stick in their hand oh, the, while the, they're yeah, riding yeah. a bike. They shove it in the spokes and they say, why did the Republicans ruin our day on January 6th? Mm. Right, like it's something completely irrelevant. It's something to the you fact do to yourself. You, 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 yeah, yeah. Right, you know. Yeah. Yeah, or they, you know, oh, inflation's so high. Psst, why did Putin do this to us? You yeah, know, like, that kind of thing. Yeah. It was one of the questions I wish I had time to ask Ron Paul when we had him on a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that was, would have been a good question. Because he was known in 2012 when he would have been like 75 or 76 or something yeah. like that uh, for being a regular bicyclist, that he was out there riding every single day at that age seems really amazing and unusual. I was just wondering if he kept that habit up into his into I don't his know, 80s. but I did recently see somebody post on the social media that uh, Ron Paul, the greatest president we never had, still bicycling at, you know, 70 whatever, whatever yeah. old he is. So I don't know if that was a recent thing or if somebody was just making fun of the fact that Biden can't bicycle, but Ron Paul can. <laughs> I would hope that that he still is. Uh, you know, what else is there to say about the Biden bike thing? I mean, he's he's really That's old. old. Yeah. He, he, he should be in some sort of under some kind of care rather than, you know out and about doing things yeah i think the democratic party really showed their hand as to what a bunch of fascists they are when they decided to scuttle bernie sanders bernie sanders is doing just fine i've got to say uh they scuttled his campaign he was obviously going to win they everybody drops out in inside of a couple of days and suddenly joe biden's the front runner and you know whoever it was we whatever it takes to beat orange man i think sanders would have beaten um trump uh in in the conditions of the uh pandemic well look i'm not one to tell you who you should choose for your ruler Uh, i specifically don't want one but if you're going to choose one perhaps don't choose a senile one i don't want one old or young uh, and Sanders, by the way, is eighty years old, so he's no, he's no spring chicken. Oh no, either. he's not. But I'll bet you, I'll bet you, he'd do better on the bike. Colonel Sanders. Sanders. So uh, the- when you start getting in into your eighties, like there's a there's a distinct difference. I was just speaking to a, a neighbor today, mm-hmm. um, and she's eighty seven. She's wow. out walking her Labrador. Mm-hmm. Um, not exactly the you know the 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 smallest dog in the world yeah sure and she's doing just fine she's got a little tennis shoes on she's out doing her thing and there's those that are younger than that that are in wheelchairs and nursing homes and can't 
get up for themselves. Do you remember when the Democrats were all crying about how all the presidents have been old white men and then and then Obama got elected? Uh-huh. And then as soon as uh, they have another chance at an election, Weak. it's senile old white men again. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of that comes down to a habit of exercise, right? That lady's probably been exercising her whole life, and yep. that has propelled her through. And then those other people are probably couch potatoes who, you know, that's where they end up. So if you want to weigh in, uh, 603-283-6160, you can join us here. There's a pretty big story that hit yesterday, and you guys didn't cover it last night, Mark, so I definitely want to get to it tonight. And that is the update on Julian Assange. Uh, he has been now ordered to be extradited Ugh. from the UK. But it's not over yet. It's lousy. He can still appeal the order. According to the Washington Post, the British government ordered his extradition to face espionage and hacking charges in a country to which he has never visited. Yeah. Julian Assange has never set foot in the United States. It's insane. And just to zoom out for our listeners, my opinion on this whole bit is it is not a crime to reveal crime. Indeed. Right. So the that that's what uh, Julian Assange is accused of is leaking video and perhaps participating in acquiring and encouraging the leak and some mm-hmm. things like this. So it's what well, I don't know what I would call being a reporter. Yeah. Journalism. Right. Journalism. Reporting the truth. Trying to get the you know journalism out, trying to to write the story. Have reporters ever helped a um, you know potential source get their stuff and put everything together? Sure, they have. They do that all the time. That's what their job is. And want to get the story. I don't know why they decided that Julian Assange was the one they could go after. All kinds of stuff has been leaked up to this point. But yeah, but he was the person, the, the face of WikiLeaks. There are obviously other people involved in WikiLeaks. Sure. It continues on. But yeah. What I want to know is, where the hell are all the other journalists sticking up for this guy? Almost everybody Sticking does. up for journalism. Almost I, every I journalist see you'll it. ever see uh, who gets a chance. We do, uh, So we don't use our platforms in that manner right um like we and he ian and i can but journalists generally should be reporting the news not their opinions on what's happening with julian assange um i don't even see it on like social media for you know journalists right i see a bunch of other people like activists a bunch mm-hmm. of activists are like yeah this is wrong we shouldn't do this what i don't see is a bunch of other journalists going oh my god this is horrific for journalism Right. I don't consider the Assange situation a bellwether for America. I consider it an indication. Ladies and gentlemen, whatever the Constitution and whatever the Bill of Rights ever stood for, it doesn't stand for crap now. I'm going to say it again. Whatever the Bill of Rights ever stood for, it doesn't stand for crap now. If Julian Assange can be brought to a country to which he has never been in order to stand trial for acting like a journalist— Sorry, yeah. there is no defense for this. And my, uh, you know, my new hero, Ian Freeman, the uh, reci- recipient of the Freedom of Speech Award, just within the last seven days, used his opportunity when he received that speech to talk about Julian Assange and other people who have uh, been arrested for their freedom of speech. Sure. So that's, you know, this is it. This is it. America is good for nothing as far as the land of the free stuff goes anymore. Yickety yackety, we're the freest place. You're nothing like that. You're like Texas, talking about being free and not being free. That's all. 
Yeah, as I pointed out uh, in my speech, you know, there's the people that are out there celebrating free speech in our business, for instance. They're not really crossing any uh, any lines. They're not really. They're staying within the bounds yeah. of what is considered to be acceptable. Because it's completely acceptable to get on the air and say, "I think Democrats are a bunch of jerks. Sure. I think Republicans are poo poo heads." You know, yeah, call well, each other back names and forth. all day long. Insult the president. Insult the for, You know, Trump. Insult all these other people. And that's that's standard fare. And I understand that some parts of the world that's forbidden, right? Like in. Uh, was it Thailand? If you insult the king, they'll behead you or something like that. Right, or you go yeah. to prison. Potentially. Uh, I don't know that it's North happened. Korea. Yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely some places on the planet that are worse. And I'm not saying that people in this plot of land, on this plantation, shouldn't be grateful that we do have a larger area of free speech. But, again, free speech is not real in the United States. It's Freedom of the press is so important, the founders decided to put it in the First yeah. Amendment. Yeah. yeah. And it's been whittled away and whittled away. And as you pointed out in your uh, words that you had to be read by Mark because, you know, they wouldn't he let you go. It's too dangerous to accept the Freedom of Speech Award. It's, yeah. it's, it's the, how did you put it? It's the unpopular speech that needs to be protected. That's right. I think, was it Jefferson who pointed that out a long time ago? Yeah, yeah. certainly not Ian's idea. No, none of my ideas are original, that's for sure. I'm just here to, to propagate the what I consider to be the good ones. The number is 603-283-6160. A little bit more here about what's going on with Julian Assange, because as you know, he's been basically, essentially imprisoned for the last decade of his life, Long at time. least, uh, since he was in London in the Ecuadorian embassy for several years, ultimately being grabbed out of there and taken to a London prison where he's been sitting for a few more years and just waiting to be taken to the United States. More coming up. Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. Julian Assange is still sitting in prison in the UK awaiting extradition to the United States to face something like 170 years behind bars. Is there such a thing as dition instead of extradition? Hmm. How about addition? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, don't, I just don't know what's extra about it. We're going to give you more about that Why particular story. Why is it addition story. but subtraction? I don't know. I don't know. Question. Uh, English language can be a little confusing. Also, I want to make sure you know about Bitcoin.com. You can go to Bitcoin.com and click Get Started at the top of the page. And that's where you can learn about Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. And boy, is it maybe a good time to start doing that, considering the price of Bitcoin has now gone below $20,000 today. It was below, I think, 18000 on sale. I saw it earlier. It's been on sale and continuing to go down in price and of course, a lot Makes of people me want to sell my car. are not so happy about it. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, that's the way it goes. Sometimes, I sold mine. I'm glad they've gotten rid of it, too. Sometimes number go up, sometimes number go down. But uh, over time, the price of Bitcoin has trended upwards. In fact, you know, right oh, where yeah. it's at right now, at uh, just around $19,000 per coin, is still higher than it was two years ago. Yeah, all these noobs are freaking out because yeah. they bought high, you know. Yeah. Uh, maybe they didn't buy it 65 grand or whatever but they bought it 50, 50 or 40, 40 or whatever yeah so know. let me tell a quick story about a friend um this was probably 2017 do you have friends i do damn he was a jujitsu friend and uh he was quite good the he bought uh, at 20,000 mm-hmm. back right at, at the peak when bitcoin then, was at its the peak then peak the then 20, peak of bitcoin 000? yeah and now 
just imagine, ladies and gentlemen, how smart he looked when Bitcoin hit 60,000 mm-hmm. earlier this year or whatever, uh, however long it's been. I'm just saying is it. But he didn't feel so smart, I imagine, after buying at 20000 and then the price crashed to $3,000 sure. within a few months after that. Right. That hurts when it that happens, hurt. right? It does hurt. And it hurts now for anybody who bought at 50 yep. and it's gone down to 20 Yeah. I understand. But all I'm trying to say is, is if you buy when it's hot, expect to get the the worst of it if you buy when it's cold expect to get the best of it at this point every time i've bet against bitcoin btc i have lost mm-hmm. just letting you know yeah no I mean, we don't know what the future holds we don't but uh yeah, it this could, could be the end it could go to zero yeah, it could. i don't mind telling you that but i don't, I don't think it's going i don't to. think it's going to either but you can go and learn about it that's what you got to do you gotta get the and also down. big banks that are investing hedge funds mm-hmm. huge Monetary organizations right, yeah. that are invested in uh, cryptocurrency, likely the ones who orchestrated this crash, mm. likely so that they can pick it up cheap, likely so that, because they expect it to go up tremendously in the future. They're holding it down as much mm. as they can, and then some. at some point it buoys up. But hey, big organizations have bought into this. It's 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 not speculative and anymore. And that wasn't happening five years ago. No. Not to mention the infrastructure that exists. There's more infrastructure for cryptocurrency now than ever before in the existence right. of it. And the development continues, of course. You can go to Bitcoin.com, click Get Started at the top of the page. You'll get the basics there. And you really ought to. You, you, know, you don't want to just get into something without doing some research first. So go to Bitcoin.com, click Get Started. You want the latest news headlines? They've got those, too, over at News.Bitcoin.com. In fact, Dodger is on the line in Michigan, and he wants to talk about the, the world of crypto. Something's going on with one of the top crypto exchanges there's some drama you wanted to comment on go ahead uh yes um well apparently uh with a lot of sell-off of bitcoins uh the kraken ceo has seen a huge uptick of uh essentially woke activists in his company Mm. and uh he says it's a very small number of people um but it's disrupting business and he's uh offered to pay them four months salary to leap (laughs) <laughs> I heard about this uh, through the grapevine, and I actually pulled up a story a few days ago where the New York Times is trying to rake this guy across the coals. Uh, isn't Michigan an at-will employment state? Uh, I don't think this is happening in Michigan. This is happening. He's calling from Oh, you're calling from I'm sorry. Okay. I think Kraken is, uh, I think they moved to Wyoming. If I uh, Am I right about that, Dodger? Uh, I... Uh, I, I don't know the details. Hmm. Uh, I, I know I, I watched an interview and, you know, that they tried accusing him of not being diverse. And he said, well, you know, I've got employees over 70 different countries speak 50 different languages. And these roughly 20 or 30 woke activist employees have essentially disrupted his business. Hmm. And so uh, his solution is, hey, I'll pay you to leave. Buy him out. And, uh, yeah. According to this search, Kraken is founded in 2011 with its home base in wow. San Francisco. 2011. Yeah. I didn't realize they were that. Uh, that's ancient. Yeah, but they're in, in Bitcoin days. They're in uh, Wyoming now. I heard that they opened up, uh, an, maybe they only have an office in Wyoming. Yeah, but maybe they're they, using the banking laws there. Yeah. How's yeah. that? I think they, they're trying to become a bank in the state of Wyoming because Wyoming has the most friendly cryptocurrency well, if they're, statutes. If they're in a state that's what they call at-will employment, then they don't. they can just let people go whenever and... I suspect San Francisco is not one of those places. I suspect uh, it is Actually, not. you'd be surprised it is. Really? Yeah, to my knowledge, it is, because so is Seattle, Washington, and I was surprised well, of that as well when I lived there. Well, to, 
Uh, to a- answer your question, Captain, yes, Michigan is an at-will okay. uh, employer state. I, I know because I've had to let employees go in, in the past. So Yeah, and uh, I was surprised that Seattle was for the 22 years that I lived there. It's one of the only, like, you know, sort of freeing things was that you didn't, you really never had to give two weeks notice. You should to be courteous. You don't want to burn that bridge. But if you want to leave for a better job or a different job or that kind of a thing, you don't have to do anything. Yeah, I've I've never. Uh, the guy's name is Jesse Powell. He's the founder and CEO of Kraken, which is one of the top crypto exchanges on the planet. If certainly in the United States, it's one of the top. Uh, maybe maybe second to the top or something like that. It's big. And uh, I saw some of his comments several months ago that I thought were just so great. I had to I had to follow him on social media. He he was pointing out that if you keep your crypto on exchanges, that is a really bad idea. Oh yeah. yeah. And this guy runs an exchange, yeah. and he was telling people, "I cannot protect you. If the government comes for your account, there's nothing I can do about it. Right. They have to follow all the stupid government rules. Yeah, and they did. And do they what shut mine down just because uh, my yep. email address is freetalklive.com. Yep, they shut me down too. You know, a few couple years ago, and uh, that's because the you know the F- F- federal agents were coming into their offices. I'm sure. Man, if I'm uh, working for Kraken though. And I'm not one of these people he's offering this, you know, severance pay for. I might start acting just a little bit woke, get the offer, take the money, well, toss it into Bitcoin, and then go get another job somewhere else. <laughs> well, it, he's he's offering it to uh, all of his employees. Hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I guess he's calling it the uh, sunset option, you know, right off into the sunset yeah. uh, type of thing. And uh, just uh, real quick, based on the, the interview that, that I did see with him, um, he is a self-described libertarian, and he certainly sounds principled because yeah. Uh, yeah, he describes sound money and uh, autonomy and, and you know essentially all the things that I expect a libertarian to talk about. Yeah, that's why so. I followed him on social media because he just he seemed as principled as you could get as far as a libertarian is concerned. It's just he's frustrated that he's in this industry where he's got to bow down to the state in order to stay in business. Uh, and thanks, Dodger, for the call tonight. And maybe we'll get to the story here since he called in. Basically, we'll treat it as a, as a request. We do take requests here on Free Talk Live. That's basically the point of the show. It's open phones. You can call in about any topic that you want and have a national radio audience listening to you and maybe calling in with their opinions. The number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can join us on the radio. Wokeness in the workplace. Have you experienced this? It's Free Talk Live. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com It's Free Talk Live, and you can join us here and bring up whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here tonight, it's Ian. The Reverend Captain Kickass. And Mark Hedge. And also, don't forget, you can join us online anytime you want. Head over to our social media site. It's social.freetalklive.com. And that is where you can create an account. It's free to do that, by the way. 
Uh, you create an account. When you do create the account, you have to put in a little blurb about why, because we get a bunch of spammers. And so I started, yeah, I figured, all right, well, we're going to just, we're going to approve accounts rather than just let anybody in. Because if you just let the, the spammers in, they just start spamming the place up. Uh, and the spammers don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> so, uh, Are you a spammer? It's not, are you a spammer? It's like, why do you want to join the, the server? I see. And they'll just, the, their answers are obviously, you know, they don't know what they're joining. So if sure. you just put they anything in about, I like the radio show or Free Talk Live or something about that, then that's that's enough to get you in. Okay. Over at social.freetalklive.com. Otherwise, you get the freedom to express yourself there that you will not find on places like Facebook or Twitter. It's not a big corporation. It's our server. We run the software. It's Mastodon, which means it is federated. It's connected with thousands of other Mastodon instances all around the planet. Once again, it's social.freetalklive.com. So uh, I want to get back to Julian Assange, but yeah. since our caller brought up the Kraken CEO, Jesse Powell is his name, and this guy's causing some controversy because, well, he's not just letting the woke crowd take over his company. Uh, and so here's a story here that's outing him, exposing him in the New York Times, written uh, just a few days ago by Ryan Mack and David Yaffbellany. Jesse Powell, a founder and chief executive of Kraken, the world's largest, or rather one of the world's largest, cryptocurrency exchanges, recently asked his employees, quote, if you can identify as a sex, can you identify as a race or ethnicity? I don't know why that's a crazy question. It's a great question. I mean, why not? I mean, you can identify as a religion, right? Mm -hmm. You seem to have the choice of that, Uh, I know plenty of folks who have converted to one religion or another, even though they weren't. Well, you're you not know, necessarily uh, born a religion. You're kind of born a. You're certainly born a sex, and I don't think anybody's going to argue with that. So mm-hmm. they might argue with the term gender, but they're not going to argue with the term sex. Well, see, in the comedy world, uh, oftentimes people will confuse uh, jokes about uh, a couple of religions specifically. Uh, for anti-Semitism, right? You you make fun of uh, the Jewish faith. Uh, in the correct way, people will call you an anti-Semite. Uh, ask Doug Stanhope about that one. He's gotten enough flack about that. Uh, but so, you know, there's a general perception that there is a, a Jewish ethnicity, a, a people, but Jude, Jude, the Jewish faith is a religion that well, mm-hmm. you can convert to. So, you know, which one is it? Sure. Uh, um, well... Uh, I, I'll field that question. Um, I'll just go ahead and say that uh, I know it gets Whoop- Whoopi Goldberg in some trouble, uh, you know, touching on this particular issue. But I'm just going to go ahead and say that uh, Judaism is a religion. You know, like you can be born Jewish as far as an ethnicity goes, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's just you identifying as something. If mm-hmm. if if it is not obvious to me, right? If you've got a um, when I went to temple with my friend uh, who is now the godfather of my child. Go ahead and call me an anti-Semite, okay? <laughs> the the godfather of my child I used to go to uh, temple with, yeah. he said, hey, don't tell the little old ladies in whatever their version of the fellowship hall is downstairs what your last name is under any circumstances. Just don't tell mm. them, right? So my last name, Edge, English name, mm-hmm. pretty clearly. And it's like, just don't tell them. And what he was doing was... Doing, you know, he's, he's playing a joke on the little old ladies because they're going to do whatever it takes to find, to out, find out which out your last name is because uh, they don't know what your ethnicity is. Right. They can't look at me and, and tell, tell whether or not 
I'm mm-hmm. Jewish. Hmm. All right. So I'm at Temple. That's a pretty good indication. And they want me to have the right last name. Now, a last name isn't an ethnicity. No. It's not. Ask the Irish. You know, (laughs) you can't tell. So, yeah, that's that's my point here is is if the people who are members of the community cannot tell without getting your last name, it's not a real ethnicity. My position on it has always been one of religion. Now, I make fun of all the religions as much as I possibly can because, well, uh, it either either riles people up or it makes them laugh. Mm. You know, now I don't really care what anybody chooses to believe. Uh, as long as they're not forcing it on anybody mm-hmm. else, you know, believe believe away, whatever it is you believe. Uh, but as a comedian, I feel obligated to make fun of your religion specifically, whatever that may be. So Jesse Powell also questioned their use of preferred pronouns and led a discussion about, quote, who can refer to another person as the N-word, unquote. As he told workers that questions about women's intelligence and risk appetite compared with men's were, quote, not as settled as one might have initially thought, unquote. In the process, Mr. Powell, a 41-year-old Bitcoin pioneer, ignited a culture war among his more than 3,000 workers, according to interviews with five Kraken employees, as well as internal documents, videos, and chat logs reviewed by the New York Times. Some workers have openly challenged the chief executive for what they see as his quote-unquote hurtful comments. What's, well, see, that's not a challenge. A challenge would be, let's look at the facts here, and let's look at what his flawed thinking is. This is Right, this is crying about somebody bringing up stuff. Others have accused him of fostering a hateful workplace and damaging their mental health. Dozens are considering quitting, said the employees, who did not want to speak publicly for fear of retaliation. Now, we just heard for uh, what brought this up was a caller had called in saying that uh, the CEO is offering all employees the ability to take a walk and quit their jobs with a what was he say four, four weeks or four months? I, I, it I sounded like a lot. I'd... It was a bunch of weeks yep. uh, of of pay, full pay. I mean, a severance package yeah. basically, and that's probably a lot more than what's going on in the rest of the industry right now. I don't know if y'all heard, but Coinbase, which yep. is probably the the one exchange that is larger Didn't than they Kraken, cut 18% in the United States. Yeah, they're cutting like a thousand jobs or something like that. Uh, there's other companies. Crypto.com is cutting like 18 or 20 percent. Uh, Uphold, I think. I don't know if they're cutting, but there's a bunch it's of them. hard enough to do business and make money. And if you've got your employees worried about which bathroom to use, you're never going to do it. Yeah. Because they're not worried about the proper task. I this, this reminded me of an article I read uh, a few months ago. And it was, I mean, essentially states that if you consider LGBT, um, what that is. And how many of Generation Z, that's my son's generation, mm-hmm. um, I don't think we should call it that. I think we should call it iGen or Zoomers. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer those terms. Okay. So how many Zoomers as a percentage identify as LGBT? Now, these are people born, uh, human beings born between 2011 and 20, excuse me, uh, 1996 and 2010. Hmm. So Jack is on the tail end of that and uh, about to be an Gen Alpha, which is a terminology that is come up with based on Gen X being Gen X. And then they said Gen Y and then ch- changed that to millennials. Then Gen Z changed that to Zoomers. Okay. Gen Alpha is, you know, we just don't know what We're it going is back yet. around to the beginning. Okay. Right. So um, we'll, we'll call them what they are. But by the time you, you know... Look at Generation Z, Zoomers, um, at uh, 1996 to 2010. You go to Generation Beta at 2026 to 
to 2040. Okay. That's not that far from now, right? Like four years from now, the first beta generation will be born. Mm -hmm. That generation will be 80%. Eight zero percent LGBT. If you tr- follow the trend line, wow. Uh, so Gen, was Gen, Gen Z? Z is twenty percent, twenty one percent. Okay, and do we have numbers on the next generation? Well, we don't know yet because we they're you know, too they're, young. They're not identifying. Okay. Uh, what was Gen know, X? Gen X is four point two percent. Wow, that's a pretty steep increase. And millennials, there's a there's a lot of LGBT at ten percent, ten point five percent. So if you follow this trend line, <laughs> basically America ceases <laughs> breeding. This wow. is it, ladies and gentlemen. This is all for chick. It's gone. Uh, and the, by the way, the Mennonites will never fall. Um, sure. At the speed at which they're currently having kids, all of America is going to be Mennonite <laughs> by 20, 2100. The number here is 603-283-6160. <laughs> back more, to the Stone Ages, baby. More about wokeness in the workplace. and if Radio's you, coming back. If you've experienced this <laughs> and you want to join us here, you can. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Phones are open and you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. We're talking about the woke workplace. Something that seems to be disturbingly becoming more common. One cryptocurrency exchange is pushing back. And the CEO has basically said to his employees, hey, if you don't like it here, go ahead and leave. We'll give you four months. I checked the the story. It's four months of pay if you will just take your crazy wokeness out the door and never come back. My experience with severance pay is that you usually get like two weeks for every year of service Mm, like that you've been employed by. So that's a lot. That's a ton. Uh, also, for whatever reason, I just imagined uh, Jesse Powell, the CEO, right? yep. I just imagined him walking around the office going, my ninja, <laughs> right? Because you remember when, because, you know, it was uncool to say yes. the other version of the N-word that mm-hmm. is popular in pop culture that I don't know that I can say on the, that ends on the right. I suspect letter. you cannot. It but, ends in the letter A. Yeah, it does, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then that wasn't cool. So then somehow the word ninja got uh, culturally appropriated, perhaps, okay. is the right term for that. And so everybody's like, my ninja. I have never heard this. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was like there was a, a, a time. Can you give me a time frame on this? Oh. Uh, Your decade? N- mid-2000s. Okay. You know, 2005 or so. Okay. Yeah, you know, in, in that pocket. Uh, but yeah, so it got co-opted, and so I just had this vision of Mr. Powell walking around the office doing something that can't really be construed as as PC, but also <laughs> not illegal. Right, right. It's going to upset the right people. <laughs> uh, let's go to Ma- uh, Major Payne. He's on the line in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. You guys are having too much fun, Captain. My samurai son. Hey, wait, Major. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, I heard one of them quick news blips that they like to drown out quick as they bring them up. There was a whole herd of cattle ended up dead for no apparent reason. From the heat? No, well. Or was it? Or (laughs) that's, yeah, right. Black Angus do roast in the sun. We will Mm. give you that. But you usually got to put coals under them. Anyway, 
Um, Where was this? Where did the cattle go uh, go dead? I, I don't know. Like I said, it was just one of them yeah, quick it's like news whips that you hear at like 6.30 in the morning and you never hear again. I, mm-hmm. I haven't looked into it. Uh, I've only seen like memes or people responding to it. So what I gather from what I saw was that there's a whole bunch of cattle that mysteriously died, but they were also given some sort of a thing. I don't know if it was supposed to be a COVID-related thing or if it was some sort of a, an experimental uh, you know, cattle vaccine for something else. I don't know, but apparently, gonna, su- supposedly, these cattle were given something, and then they all died, and they're blaming it on the heat. Well, okay, I'm so try, I'm, I'm, I'm the only one here that uh, was raised on a farm, and I'll say this. I looked at that video, and those cows, were their legs were splayed out, and their guts were distended. They looked very much like they'd been out in the sun for some time, and that they all died at the same time. Um, you think it was a disease? I don't think so. Aliens? All right. Well, yes, that's exactly what I think it is. Yes, <laughs> it's aliens. Legal or can illegal? To, <laughs> What's that, Major? I say, can I try to bring this full circle here? Yeah, go ahead. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the TV series Yellowstone, no. but there was a uh, there's a rancher out there that this thing is based upon who basically has a ranch inside of Rhode Island, five generations, hmm. right? And everybody's trying to take it away from him. Because uh, there's one line that really stood out, Kevin Costner spit out. He says, you know, if you had all the money in the world, this is what you'd want to buy. That's leverage. So he's, he's been battling these bastards I, for generations. He, he swore to his father he'd never give up an inch of the land. Well, in the second season... About, uh, I don't know, four episodes in probably, there was a dude that was after everything he had. And if you're going to bankrupt a rancher, what do you do? You kill his herd. So Mm -hmm. he had a private airport and some airplanes, and he flew poison clover and dropped it and killed the herd. All right, now Bill Gates is trying to take out all this land out west so he can feed us all lentils and beans. And when you got an the rancher that won't give up his steak, how are you going to take him out? Kill his herd. Thank you, Major, for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. So this would be, um, that would be the sort of thing that these eco-terrorists would do. Are you familiar with these folks, the ones that will go and try to stop a nuclear power plant by blowing it up and doing a bunch of dumb stuff? Hmm. Um, That does sound like the kind of thing that they would justify in their own mind. The ones that say, hey, these animals are victims of the oppression of something or other. Not entirely sure what. And, uh, you know, let's go ahead and kill them for their own good. Because th- these animals were all killed at once. That's for sure. Yeah. So, I don't know. Feel free to speculate. The number is 603-283-6160. I want to say thanks, by the way, to Nathan and Steve Lemansky, who are supporters of Free Talk Live's AMP patreon you can if you like the show if you like what we do here talking about the ideas of freedom every single night seven nights a week on broadcast radio and online of course you can join at amps.freetalklive.com for as little as five bucks a month uh which you can do that nathan in fact is uh silver level and steve is gold which means steve's doing 10 so thank you guys both uh over awesome, at amps guys, yeah amps.freetalklive.com you get a few perks get some benefits uh, from signing up the big help is that you help us Spread the ideas of freedom. So thank you for that. Again, it's amps.freetalklive.com. Somebody else trying to spread the ideas of freedom is the CEO of Kraken, one of the largest uh, crypto exchanges in the world. And i got to say, before they kick me off, 
uh, due to federal government uh, meddling, it was my favorite. I really enjoyed being on that exchange. Uh, But uh, Powell unveiled a 31-page culture document outlining Kraken's, quote, libertarian philosophical values, unquote, and commitment to, quote, diversity of thought, unquote, and told employees in a meeting that he didn't believe they should choose their own pronouns. The document and a recording of the meeting were obtained by the Times. If on one hand you support diversity of thought, and on the other hand you say you don't believe that people uh, should be choosing their own pronouns, then, well, I mean— that you can ignore, choose to ignore what he has to say. He's saying, look, I've got an opinion mm-hmm. and you should have your own. Sure. And that's fine. Those who disagree could quit, said Powell, and opt into a program that would provide four months of pay if they affirm they will never work at Kraken again. Employees have until Monday to decide if they want to take part. Uh, and then on Monday, Christina Yee, a Kraken executive, gave those on the fence a nudge, writing in a Slack post that the, quote, CEO, company, and culture are not going to change in a meaningful way. She said further, quote, if someone strongly dislikes or hates working here or thinks those here are hateful or have poor character, work somewhere that doesn't disgust you, she told them. And they're offering them four months of severance pay to walk away when other companies are just cutting jobs yeah that's one of the most outstanding and honorable things i think i've ever heard a company do right uh and i've worked for a bunch of companies i you know your listeners who've been listening to me for a while they might know i've had a lot of jobs over the course of my 50 years on Mm -hmm. this planet uh there was a period of time when i was going through like the job of the month club in my like early 20s when i would just take a job be like nope this sucks i'm out uh, take another job. Nope, this sucks. I'm out. Right, and I would in the just, right job markets. That's fine to do. Yeah, and do it. and it was, and I was young, so like I was just trying to find something that I could tolerate, and I ended up doing a whole bunch of stuff that I really couldn't. But my point is, is that I've never seen any company do this. Well, and they're obviously doing really well. I've also pulled up a blog post from their official blog at blog.kraken.com where they say not only are they not firing people, like you're seeing a bloodbath in the crypto industry it's right true. now. I mean, Bitcoin's yeah. price is down, and a bunch of companies grew faster than they could uh, sustain, and yeah. they're cutting like 20% of their staff. Yeah. Kraken's hiring 500 people huh. in the next year. Mm. So like like he's, well. he's saying here that the, they don't intend to make any layoffs, uh, just, you know, unlike these other companies. So that's a good sign for them. If you want to weigh in here, you can. The number is 603-283-6160. Uh, and so anyway, the article goes on to talk about kind of the history of Powell, and apparently he worked at Mount Gox, which is the, Interesting. Or- the original. Is from the old school. Yeah, that's that's way back. We're talking in 2011 is when he was working there. It was one of the first, if not the first, cryptocurrency exchange. Powell then founded Kraken in 2011 uh, with somebody named Tan Liu, who still sits on the company's board. The startup operates as a crypto exchange where investors can trade digital assets they had their headquarters in san francisco but is now largely a remote operation as we discussed earlier they have made some sort of a move to wyoming wyoming had passed a few years maybe like two or three years ago they passed a package seems like more than that but maybe not crypto legislation basically that has made wyoming the most business friendly for crypto places on uh, in the united states and so companies like Kraken 
uh, decided it would be a good idea to relocate you know, their head offices or at least some portion of their business there so they could take advantage of those rules. There's more coming up here, and you can join us. We're talking about the woke workplace, or in this case, what appears to be an anti-woke workplace. We're coming up here in moments. You can share your thoughts. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Tonight, it's Ian. The Captain. Phones are open. You can bring up anything you want. We're kicking off the second hour of the program. We're talking about the work, uh, the woke workplace. And Kraken is one of the world's largest cryptocurrency exchanges that has been, uh, I guess, generating some controversy recently because their CEO has come out publicly and made some very libertarian-sounding statements about having a diversity of thought Rather than forcing people's pronouns on other coworkers and such, I have a question. I thought that at least the most extreme of the woke really didn't work. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> but to some extent, I a think, lot of people still need to pay the rent, right? So they're going out there working. I think that uh, I, I think you should develop a sense of respect amongst people that you wish to use whatever your pronoun is, mm-hmm. rather than sort of the demand. The expectation. Yeah, the walk into the mm-hmm. room and, uh, you know, I'm here, I'm queer, and you're going to use my pronouns. Mm-hmm. You know, that that kind of thing, because that doesn't sit well. Mark, did you know that I announced on Free Talk Live what my pronoun? What I is preferred? it? It's mofo. Mine is your majesty. <laughs> Let's get I've, your phone I've calls. decided to change it, actually, to your your eminence or his eminence, and the reason being is is the majesty is just uh, it, it's it's too much smacks of rulership and doesn't really work in this community. Uh, so the joke falls flat for some. So I've changed myself from intergalactic space king to uh, something more descriptive of intergalactic space yeah. wizard. See, mine's mofo, and yeah. it's already a household term. Yes, it is. So it's already memorable, right? I don't have to remind people every day. People say, hey, mofo. I'm like, hey, what's up? You know? <laughs> oh, who did that? Oh, that mofo. <laughs> well, there's more coming up here with that. Uh, but first, Jet is on the line in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Jet. Yo-ho, mofo. <laughs> hey, Jet, before you start talking, I was thinking that I'm going to substitute the word government, and instead I'm going to say murderment. Well, that is, that's, that's pretty good because uh, government equals 
force, which equals violence, which equals evil. Yeah, and we all know that every law, ordinance, you know, that kind of a thing that that these people set forth uh, are backed by the threat and eventual use of a gun, meaning they purport the authority to kill you if you resist. Yeah. And so, therefore, it's murderment. Yeah, it's, it's just not right either way. Yeah. But anyway, I was going to call in and, and play the... Time to play. Say no, Gov. But I this time I want to talk about Christianity because I was uh, yesterday I was listening to a couple of program uh, promos. Let's put it this way from Free Talk Live and on one of the programs. And I understand these are meant to create controversy, uh-huh. but the and woman all, said in many cases. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the person said I tried Christianity once, and I've heard other people say, "Well, I was a Christian once." But I'm here to tell you that um, true Christians, let's put it this way, if, if you are a Christian, you will, a true Christian, you will die a Christian. And uh, I think anyway. I know which promo you're talking about. I heard it the other night, too. Uh, it was an ex-girlfriend of mine who was commenting, and, and she was referring to a call by a real a-hole who was, you know, very, very negative and nasty and basically saying, if you don't find Christ, you're going to burn in hell, that kind of message. And her point was that that particular messaging was one of the things that turned her off to that yeah. whole religion. There's, it's the, you know, I, I was, was it uh, Gandhi who said it was your Christians that really ruined things for me? It was Somebody said, like, yeah, yeah your Christ I like is your Christ. cool. I don't like your Christians. Yeah. yeah, that's what you said. Yeah, so that's the problem anyway. there. Do me a favor, Jack. Can you back off your phone a little bit? You're a little uh, overmodulated. I don't know if that oh, will gosh, help. Oh, gosh. I was thinking that I wouldn't be heard. Sorry. Yeah, that's oh, yeah you better. sound great now. Thanks, man. Okay. So here's here's how yeah. you know a true Christian. First of all, they're, they're, they're not just going to call themselves a Christian. They might refer to themselves as a Christ follower or a disciple of Christ. And um, the the main attribute you'll find is one of compassion and servanthood. Um, you might have heard about the, you'll know them by their fruit, mm-hmm. the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, yes. patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Well, those things um, are really what you need to look for. I, I keep asking people, if I have golf clubs in my closet, but I never get out on the golf course, or I do so very rarely. Am I really, can I call myself a golfer? If, um, if, if I call myself a libertarian, but I don't really subscribe to the concept of liberty, am I a libertarian? Nope. You know, the thing is, people can call themselves anything, right? Mm-hmm. So um, there are some major false teachings that are going on in the church, and that's, that's part of uh, my mission on this earth, um, because I will declare now and forever that I am a dedicated disciple of Christ, and he is the way for me um, and for everyone if they choose. But um, you've heard of things like you should forgive, right? Of course. I try to live my life by that. Well, the problem in Christianity is that you, you cannot forgive unless there is prior repentance. In other words, and I ask the, uh, ask the people, when you felt you were forgiven by God, did you not have to repent? And, of course, 
Jesus and John the Baptist both came saying, you know, that you must repent to, um, to receive the Christ, that kind of thing. Anyway, um, any questions so far? <laughs> I have a question for you, Jet. Why doesn't Jesus eat M&Ms? What do you mean? They keep falling through the holes in his hands. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, that's that's why I like the peanut version. They're a little bit bigger almonds, you know. Oh, that might work. Uh, no, I don't yeah, have any questions uh, about it, Jed. I, I do like forgiveness, although it does for me. My forgiveness doesn't require anybody to ask for it or anything like that. It's just well, here's here's why I say that, and people need to understand that if you let something go without them someone acknowledging their the problem that they've caused, you are pretty much enabling them to continue in that sin and possibly do it mm, to somebody else. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, but also like I somebody recently in my life died. And they showed, you know, no signs of, you know, repentance or whatever. And I was like, you know what? I forgive them. Yeah, forgiveness is... There's that kind of... Right. So there's forgiveness that's for you. That's what I'm talking about here. Right. And then there's forgiveness for the other person, right? Like, so let's say you have a uh, bad relationship with somebody who, you know, uses physical violence on you and, you know, this kind of thing. And I'm talking about a romantic relationship. You should forgive that person after you get them out of your life. And then maybe in three years when they come back, they say that they've done differently or, you know, some, something like that. If they've changed their life, they show evidence of repentance, then maybe yeah. they could return to the relationship. Yeah. That's not necessary, but that would be that would show full forgiveness or you could just forgive them. They could well, ask for forgiveness or a variety of things. Well, under the under the Jesus God thing, of course, it is a requirement. But, um, you know, a lot of things what you're talking about, there's what I refer to as. Uh, forgiveness or leaving it at the altar or letting God handle it. In other words, you get it off of you. Um, but the concept yeah. of forgiveness in Christianity, I just want to say, is uh, there is required uh, repentance. All right, Jed, thanks for the so call that, tonight. Appreciate it. The number here is 603-283-6160. You can bring up whatever you want. I find that um, some will choose to re- uh, create rep- repentance in such a way that there is no way to do it. Right. There's no way to be that thing. So, yes, I will forgive you if you do this series of things. Mm. Right. And you feel this way. You say this thing. You do this stuff and then I'll forgive you. Well, obviously, nobody's ever going to get to that point because people are different. Right there. We believe different things. So in that case, you're not allowing repentance. So there's Mm -hmm. another turn to this. um, And, you know, you're no better either. Just remember. God's going to forgive you as you forgive others. That's what Jesus prayed for. That's what God, presumably, uh, came to earth and said as he was speaking to himself before he sacrificed himself for his set of rules yeah. that if he only, created. If only more Christians were more like what Jet was talking about, this true Christian, then yeah. I think they would have a lot better reputation uh, all over the place. But so many of them fall so short. In fact, so many of them don't even seem to know what they're even striving for. We're coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Phones are open and you can join us here. It's 603-283-6160. You can join us on this live Saturday episode. And Free Talk Live, by the way, brought to you by Liberty In Your Lifetime. It's a conference coming up in October, the 21st through the 23rd, happening in the beautiful city of Prague. Mark, you're going to be there at this conference. Looking forward to it. 
the conference theme is Parallel Structures for Progress. They will be showcasing autonomous cities and intentional communities springing up around the world, offering opportunities for settlers to live freer lives. They'll be exploring those physical developments and those parallel structures emerging in education and finance that are offering alternatives for people looking for better ways to learn, educate their children, and invest in the future. If you think you might want to attend this conference, we've got 20% off for you if you use code FTL20. Right now, I believe there's still an early bird discount as well, so you knock 20% off of that price by using code FTL20 at LifetimeLiberty.com. Mark your calendars for October 21st through the 23rd. Join Mark and a bunch of other folks there in Prague for what is their second annual conference? Yes. I believe the uh, Free Cities Foundation's Liberty in Our Lifetime. Their website, LifetimeLiberty.com. Code FTL20 saves you 20%. We're going to continue here. We'll take your calls and your thoughts. We've got David on the line in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Oh, my goodness. No hold time whatsoever. What's on your mind tonight? Oh, lots of things. I always have lots of things on my mind. And kind of like what you're saying about, um, Gandhi said about, uh, I like your Christ, but not your Christians. I like your liberty, but not your libertarians. Hey, y'all haters, how you doing? So, um, (laughs) Wait, is it, I'm trying to remember the names now. It's Monica something and John something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Romero. tomorrow, Tomorrow the Christians, the Christians celebrate Father's Day. They have a big thing for the father. They think that the fathers are are a good thing. You know, not quite as good as the mothers, but good enough to have their own day a month later. Hold on, why so do, that they don't? What, what do you what do you think it is that uh, shows that uh, Christians, I guess, uh, don't care as much about fathers as they do about mothers? I'm curious about that. Oh well, it's obviously in the, in this swing of the pendulum in our society, fathers are valued way less than mothers, as evidenced okay. by, like, the family courts and custody stuff. Well, yeah, but the, what, you, what you're saying is, is that there's no evidence sort of within the Father's Day, Mother's Day. I'm just curious, like, you know, Sunday's better than Monday or, you know, whatever your, whatever conclusion you were drawing. But no, I say, what you're saying anyways, is it's just but, but, fathers get the short end of the it, stick. I agree. Well, men are valued less in, in our society. Every, I mean, my own, my own mother, when I, what, 50 years ago, my own mother pointed out to me that on television – on the advertisements especially, they always make men look so stupid. And they're still doing that exact same thing today with a vengeance. But to my point, tomorrow is uh, the, the, the celebrated Father's Day, and I'd like to, and to share with, uh, the, with our people in our government, and hap- I happen to be here in New Mexico, so in this case, yes, Captain, uh, Judge Angela Jewell, Judge Emma Monica Zamora, Judge John J. Romero Jr., um, they need to listen up, especially, oh, and Judge Jane Yohalem, my former attorney who won my appeal for me unanimously, uh, that uh, said that M. Monica Zamora illegally trafficked my children, and that was reversed. Never mind, I never saw him again anyway, <laughs> which is what I want to point. I want the government to know how good a job they're doing. So, Jane, you won that case against M. Monica Zamora. Uh, where she tried to make it so I'd never see my kids again. You won that, but I never saw them again anyway, Jane. Aren't they now working together on the same court, like as judges? Yes, Jane, and yes, Monica, they're both on the same New Mexico Court of Appeals. They work hand-in-hand. I developed a a term for David for the nepocestuous. (laughs) It's a portmanteau. David, do you have a question came up for me um, previously. Do you have a Facebook page? You do have one, right? 
Yeah, my name. My name is. It's my name, David Olson. O-L-S-O-N. And you maintain it so that your potentially your kids, when they're, I mean, they are old enough. Um, when they start looking around the internet, they'll see some stuff that you've got on there, and hopefully contact well, you. Is that right? May, may, maybe, but here's a tactic that you can use, Mark. If you if you get in a relationship and you have some children, and you get the, you get the custody of. And well, if you get just wait, and you get and you and you end the relationship, and you want to keep the children away from the other parent. Yep. If you if you split, if you split with the other parent when the children are before they learn to speak, you can change their name away from the the name that they had, and then tell them your new boyfriend is their father, and that their biological father never existed, mm. and that and they never they, won't they even never look. knew their original. But and then yeah they'll, they'll they won't even know to look. Wow, so wow. My, my adult so in violating and in, in intentionally violating a New Mexico judge's order right now once again, uh, my son's name is David Olson. We gave him my name and David Olson. You are now over eighteen and uh, you're an adult and so I am your father, not the uh, <laughs> not the uh, Odin Elich. Now are you, you know, unable to know. reach out to him? Uh, yeah, can you just not find him? What's holding you back from reaching out to him now that he's over eighteen? Well, there. There, there's there's a court order that was issued by Judge Angela Jewell and and also once again by M Monica Zamora and by John J Romero Jr. saying that I'm not allowed to have any contact with my children. Ever? And that order is still. He's not a child well, now, right? Legally, he's an adult. Well, you'd have to argue that in court as to whether that matters to the way that the order is. Written. I mean, if it were me, um, if it were me, thank you, David, for the call tonight. And I was in that situation, being so frustrated. I would just go ahead and do it. The kids—he's uh, no longer a child. He's—he's uh, he's 18 years old. The order, as far as I'm concerned, is invalid. It's if it's dealing with children, it's invalid legally. And right. I would just go and do it and see what happens. Right. If you would, thanks for the call. Um, it would seem to me that if it used the word child mm-hmm. or ch- uh, children, then. That's referring to people under the age of eighteen. I get right. that there's, uh, you know, the English language is tough this way, right? Like they can be both be your children and adults at the same time. That's true, yeah. So, but but, in, but legal land, from, a legal, is, from yeah. a legal standpoint, all words have definitions. Correct. Yeah. In the, legal the land, the caveat here is that this whatever this is came from family court. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. And so we know from at least I know from you know my experience and some reading that I've done on family court that the regular rules of law do not apply in family court. They can basically do whatever the hell they want to. Well, the worst case is he's going to get uh, snatched up for contempt of court. Right. I mean, they already stole his kids from him, so it's like well, you've already taken everything from this And man. he's already won the right to see the kids yeah. and that sort of thing. And I, yeah, it's I, never been enforced by the court itself, so right. it's going to enforce the force order the issue. not to see them? Force the issue. Go see the guy. He's yeah. 18 years old now. I don't know that I'd refer to that as one, though. I know he did and, mm-hmm. and we do, but like I, he didn't. the judgment may have been in his favor, but he did not win. He didn't win. get his kids no. back. Yeah. He certainly didn't win. Uh, it's frustrating, and I'm, I, I feel feel for anybody that's in that circumstance. And, and David is just one of, I don't know, millions or hundreds yeah, of thousands or whatever. There's so many, yeah, uh, so yeah, many men of- and some women who've been just royally screwed by the government court systems. Yeah, to David's point, too, I remember the most popular television shows when I was uh, 13, 14, in that age. Uh, the, the image of the fathers was always a bumbling idiot. You know, we're talking uh, Al Bundy, we're talking Homer Simpson, right. you know, that kind of a thing. And so the, at least the, you know, the television was telling everybody that, hey, men are bumbling idiots. I don't think it was that way with uh, necessarily like I Love Lucy, um, mm-hmm. 
my three sons. Uh, I mean, I, I suppose Darren got the short end of the stick and bewitched, but not from a bumbling standpoint. Gilligan's just... Island, Skipper was a bumbler. <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't a dad. Gilligan was a bumbler. There's more yes, coming up here. The number is 603-283-6160. You can share your thoughts with us here on this live episode, as all of them are. A free talk live. Join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 27th through July 3rd for the 6th Annual Fork Fest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Fork Fest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out for the first time in 2021. ForkFest takes place the week after ForkFest, but ForkFest is decentralized, which means that there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 27th through July 3rd. There's no better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire. You can find out more at the unofficial website, ForkFest.Party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest forum. You can find links to those at ForkFest.Party. We hope to see you there. ForkFest.Party. We talk live. Phone's open. If you want to join us here at 603-283-6160, bring up whatever you want to talk about. That's 603-283-6160. Here in the studio tonight, it's Ian. The Reverend Captain Kickass. And Mark. And you can join us online anytime you want over at freetalklive.com. Many features await you there, including our podcast feed. So if you want to subscribe to the show and have episodes delivered to you automatically, you need those feeds. You can go to feeds.freetalklive.com and uh, pick the one that you prefer. There's the one that's sort of the main feed. It's got everything that we put out, uh, digest shows, full shows, other special things like interviews or whatever it is we include in the feed. And then there's the digest-only feed for those of you that are constantly on a time crunch. You just can't listen to a full two-hour show I do like uh, every single day. There's that feed. And then there's also the full shows feed for those of you that just want that. Uh, and there's other options for listening there. So go to feeds.freetalklive.com and you'll find those. We go back to your phone calls and thoughts. we got Ala Loca calling us from the Orlando area in Florida. Go ahead, Ala Loca. Hey guys, um, I wanted to make a point and also wanted to ask a question. So my first point is, um, I'm really into this YouTube channel called We the People University. It's about um, a former po- uh, police officer who uh, either will comment or give us two, t- uh, two cents on what auditors are doing across the nation. And I was thinking, auditors like First Amendment auditors, people that go yeah. into government bureaucracies with a video camera. Yes, he, mm-hmm. he's really good at finding really good content on YouTube. And I was, you know, I usually like to go through the comments section and read what's going on there. And I feel like there's so many people who are just like one step away from understanding that the root cause of all these issues, all the symptoms that we're facing is government. And I feel like if we could market to these people, we could focus our efforts into, you know, trying to convince them or teach them that the root cause is government. It's a really Uh, good point that you have that you're right. I think like libertarians or anarchists or freedom oriented people, it's it's become a bit of a joke. Like uh, the other day I, I saw something that was like, well, how can we blame this on government? Right. Because it is so 
like there are so many things that government is directly responsible for causing that you can trace back to it if you just use a little bit of reason and logic that to, to us it's kind of become a little bit of a joke but to those people who haven't looked into it for themselves and they find that first thing they're like oh my gosh government really is responsible for insert thing here you know well i love to, using the term government is responsible because that that is an irresponsible statement mm. i mean here's a, a group of people who are not responsible for anything like they literally yeah, that's, that's their true. whole thing it's like true. it means you never have to say you're sorry because they bear no responsibility they, they are in fact them. the definition of irresponsible with great power comes no responsibility <laughs> right yeah. cuz there's yeah. the reality sorry stan and jack uh, oh, it's mike uh what was dicka mike dicka sorry mm. uh stan and mike um you know in fact with great power comes no responsibility for your actions whatever the united states uh federal courts have just ruled one more time that the government doesn't have any responsibility to protect you. So, Alaloka, you're saying you think libertarians should sponsor channels like the YouTube channel you're talking about, the First Amendment audit channels? I didn't think of that, but that would be great. Um, just any form of, if I, what I do is I just go to the comments and usually just say, hey, if you guys want to take it a next step for, uh, you know, forward, why don't you hear about the Free State Project? Why don't you hear about New Hampshire? Why don't you hear about these auditors that are doing such great things there? If you want to be surrounded by other trolls, because I think auditors are trolls. I, I love the idea that they just mess around with cops in a, in a positive way. But if they can, you know, unite together, like I see that, uh, what's the other gentleman's name that's a co-host there? Um, uh, Joe, Joe, he's yeah, our, breaking the flaw. He's on frequently on Thursday nights, although he's taking a few weeks off due to the uh, the pork fest thing and Mark's in town and all that. Imagine if all these auditors were together; it would just yeah. make so much more. Sense. Yeah, it is frustrating because Joe will come in here, and you know, sometimes he goes on the air with it. Sometimes he just tells us off the air. It's like, oh, su- such and such auditor in Texas or in you know Vegas or wherever it is they they have. There's to like be. a community of them, but they're global. Yeah, the so and so auditor. Oh, he just got arrested and. And the their fans are so rabid, they will do what they can from far away. They'll call the jail. You know, they'll do a call bomb or whatever you want to call it on the jail and, and frustrate the jail employees to the point where they might let the person out sooner well, or whatever. that worked but. way back when Liberty was on tour, mm-hmm. um, you know, 10 or 15 years ago or whatever it was when uh, Demo and, and Pete and I can't remember who else got locked up. Might have been uh, Jason Talley. Um, but I... What what libertarians and activists and you know these sorts of people don't seem to understand is is that the same tricks don't continue to work. Well, it, that it, statists are people and people learn. Well, that's true, but arguably it, they can still have an effect. Um, I'm not saying it's, we you had shouldn't Adam do it. Kokesh. I just don't expect it to work every time. Well, yeah, nothing. Well, not what even, does work mean? I mean, it, well, in the case of the usually on tour the, guys, they got let go with the tar charges dropped finally. Yeah, I mean that's certainly the best case scenario. I think what you can realistically expect is you're just going to frustrate the jail guards. I uh, know whatever comes and out. What's of that. really the point of that, though? I mean, ultimately, as you know, Ian, the jail guards aren't the ones. That no, are, yeah, you really want to call the sheriff's department or whoever the arresting agencies were to really. You know, if you want your your voice to be heard, but I but the point that I think Alaloka is making here is that's as far as those people can go. They can't physically go down to the sheriff's office. Uh, whereas if a, if a group of these First Amendment people, these auditor types, were in the same geographic area, one of them gets arrested, three more can swarm in on the, the you know the sheriff's department or whatever. Did anybody go down to the FBI office? I don't know where the field office is for New Hampshire. Bedford. Is it? 
It's in Bedford, mm-hmm. New Hampshire. Did they go down there and they protest when uh, Free Talk Live studios were so. raided? No, no, nothing like that happened. I wondered no. where where are these rabid uh, defenders of liberty here in New Hampshire? Yeah, there just aren't enough people. It's uh, it's Look, scary. There's plenty of people that could have gone there and held hands and made a ring. There's enough movers for the Free State Project. They could have made a ring sure. around the FBI office, but and the FBI would, would have had to use force the in order why, to enter their own I office. Gotcha. The reason why the uh, the auditors are unique is because they've got balls. And your typical activists, they just want to run for political office and get elected and try to change systems uh, through the system. We certainly had people like that here in 2012. We made a whole documentary, Mark. It's called Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree, which you can watch at victimlesscrimespree.com, where we had at least a dozen people with that level of courage here in Keene. And we did some amazing stuff. We stood outside the courthouse. Now, we didn't have enough people to put a ring around it, but we stood outside the courthouse for multiple days when the bureaucrats were going in and out of work and gave them a hard time to the point where they called the sheriffs and had us trespassed, no trespassed, from the courthouse uh, in that particular case. And Are we calling that a victory? Well, yeah, we we made them very, very uncomfortable. If that okay. was the purpose of it, then then that's absolutely what we accomplished. Uh, and so that's I go ahead, Aloka. I just wanted to say that not only that that they all get to be you know in the same geographical area, but imagine all the other people who are watching these YouTube channels, seeing these auditors doing what they're doing, yeah. and seeing them do it in New Hampshire. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't. I would be convinced that they would be. Uh, persuaded to join liberty in some form or fashion they can already see that government is the failing point here i can i think they can take the next leap forward yeah to me the auditors the the benefit uh, of the auditors or their purpose is more journalistic to me right yes it's they they get to sort of you know piss off the man or whatever when they go and they do these things but it's the youtube videos that they make that serve as hey everybody this is how it is that's right. This exactly. is how they treat you. Yes. Look, I uh, have one of these videos, and it's out there on the internet. It's got uh, probably 100,000 views. You're talking about where you go through the Border Patrol checkpoint? When I go through the Border Patrol checkpoint. Mm-hmm. And all I ask him is, is that if I'm being detained, and if I'm not being detained, if I am being detained, what is the reasonable, articulable suspicion that you have that I'm not a U.S. citizen? Because, you know, according to the Constitution, uh, constitutional law, you can't detain somebody without reasonable, articulable suspicion. And without reasonable technical suspicion, you're not being detained. Mm-hmm. So why you am I stopped here? Yeah. I don't know why. I have a question. Before I answer any of your questions, answer mine. And uh, they really can't. And we go on from there. I don't think I've done anything successful um, in making the world freer by having this video. Well, that's just and a negative attitude that you who have. Quote, uh, who, who comment on it are just like, why don't you just tell them we're your citizen? You shouldn't read the comments on any, teach on any video. I mean, you're going to get the worst of the worst in the comments. Thank you, Alaloka, for the call tonight. And you're, you're just being really negative, Mark. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who've never said a word to you about it who really appreciated the fact that you stood up for yourself. Appreciate is one thing. And maybe they learned something from it. Maybe they learned what it's like when you actually have that conversation with uh, somebody from the Border Patrol. There's more coming up. This is Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. The captain. And Mark. And Mark's negative Nancy side is coming out here <laughs> Look, in this last conversation. This is, this is one of your one of the problems on Free Talk Live is the uh, the echo chamber effect. Like like 
Ian's got opinions, and he holds them very, very strongly. Well, no, they're backed by evidence. Come, they're backed saying, by evidence. So they're not. The opinions. fact is, when you do, when you and the captain was giving you evidence over the break, which you didn't hear on the air, but the captain was saying to counter what you were pointing out that you were disappointed with, or you don't think that your video where you stand up for yourself at a border patrol checkpoint had a positive impact. And the captain was giving, because there's negative comments on it. There's always going to be negative people out there. The haters are more likely no, to No, what I'm something. saying is, is humanity is largely stupid and will get the government that it deserves. I'm sorry. That's what I truly believe. I know. Is You've been you saying that for years. Gentlemen, have will get the government you deserve. And if you want a better government than you have, sitting around... And crying about it isn't going to do it. Going out and doing activism for it isn't going to do it. You're going to have to pick up and move. Well, that's what you believe. Yes, I do. But other you do people too. believe that you can move together with other activists and then have a greater effect. And that's what we've seen happening here in New Hampshire. And the captain was giving you an example during the break of how specifically it's YouTube videos like yours. It may not have been specifically yours in his case. That motivated him to these ideas, right? Yes. And ultimately to migrate to New Hampshire. Yeah. Back in the day when YouTube was cool and had <laughs> you know actual cool. user content instead of all this sponsored crap they got mm-hmm. now since Google took over it, um, you could very easily find many educational videos about freedom, the philosophy of freedom, uh, how statism you know, is really an evil in this world. Uh, I'm trying to remember some of the videos. Jacob Spinney does one called The State Is Not Great. That's an old school YouTube video. Anything by Larkin Rose. Uh, any, yeah, all of his YouTube stuff. Uh, all of the free Keen stuff. some greats stuff. by Stefan Molyneux, too. The, the, the Keen stuff. You yeah, mean the pre, older videos? Pre-cancer Stefan Molyneux, certainly key uh, as far as philosophy is concerned. Uh, and then, of course, all of the keen activism videos that I saw, mm-hmm. the early cop blocking stuff and all that kind of stuff. Those, All of those things put together like, are why I'm here, quite literally. Yeah, and I think we're better off having you here than, uh, than well, if you weren't well, here. thanks. I, I, like, my first reaction to all of that was like, oh, my God, I'm not alone. I believe that <laughs> New Hampshire is the larval form of the great new whatever the liberty thing is going to be in the future. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's in New Hampshire, though, because okay. I don't think that you could have freedom in the United States. I mean, it was great well, idea, trying to leave. but it was also an, an idea that was created like 20 years ago. Yeah, that's at this true. Point. And it's had and the more internet success. was really in its uh, incipients at that and point. And it's had more success in 20 years than the Libertarian Party has had in 50-plus years. Yeah, that sounds right. And it's they been do seem to be coming to their successful. own, though, right about now. The Libertarian Party's had some success. No, they haven't. They're just coming... They uh, they just elected. Not really. I mean, there was one lady who won, I think, in Nebraska in a two-way race. I mean, if you're in a libertarian like a in a two-way race, L.A. city councilor or something, didn't they? No, not to, not to my California. Knowledge. I think they have a city councilor somewhere in the United States, but I don't think it's in Los Angeles. Okay. Well, I think it's near that. Maybe San Bernardino or something. But anyway, uh, the uh, the caller there, Ella Loca's point is concentration works. Concentration makes sense. Uh, we've proven that it works. And that's why a lot of people moved here. In fact, you mentioned the video channels out there, Captain. I remember it was Google Video, which was the thing before YouTube back in like 2005 or 2004 or something like that, where a guy named Roger Grant was making videos here in Keene of some of the earliest movers here because of the Free State Project 
doing some really amazing civil disobedience. They were uh, one time they got arrested at the IRS office here in Keene just for standing there with signs uh, or going like walking up. I don't think Russell Cannon even made it in the office. He was walking up the stairs wearing a straw hat, uh, and they arrested him. The Federal wow. Protective Service came out <laughs> for it. And I just, I you know, when I saw those videos, I knew there was something special that was happening in New Hampshire and specifically in Keene, and I I had to be here. So it's because yeah. of those videos. If you got to get your here. liberty by fighting for it against a force of people who get a paycheck and have flags flying behind them, you're in big trouble. I mean, That's what has I'm liberty ever been gotten in any other way? Has it been gotten? I'm just saying that That's you, all I'm saying. you have to exercise your freedoms in order to have them. I'll say this. Um, special economic zones have existed at the very least since uh, you know somewhere around the 1960s. Um, now there are currently 4,000, uh, depending on how you define it, between four and 10,000 special economic zones. When you're talking about thousands, they're not even special anymore. They're just economic zones. When you can have a special economic zone in which you can live, that they they do exist. Which they don't have. Oh, they do. They, have. they do have. Um, they have those currently, um, and that those can then begin to compete against each other. That hasn't happened yet, though, right? They have. They're just. It's just in its very very mm-hmm. early stages. Yeah. Much earlier than say the Free State Project. Yeah, that's why I say I'm interested in seeing yeah. these things develop. But it's that's too what I think early. is what's going I mean, to work. You look at uh, seasteading. They tried that outside of Thailand and they got raided and the place got burned down or whatever the hell. Right. Happened it was to one it. shack uh, um, on a right, and, you know, and that's why you need water. more than one person, right? Like you can't do this <laughs> yes. alone. You can't go and find freedom alone unless it's living in the woods, uh, living as close to the land and as away from people as possible. Possible. So if you want to have a society, well, I think then you have to have people. Currently, um, what I'm looking at in Honduras is uh, free zones, uh, free residential zones where people can go and live. And at that point, they can already expect mm-hmm. ex- incredibly low taxation, incredibly low um, regulatory burden. And this this is what I consider important. If you want hookers, uh, you want to have hookers and you want to have uh, gambling and you want to have weed, mm-hmm. like they already do that in Nevada. You already can do all three of those so things. They have that in Saipan? Yeah, in Saipan too, but yeah. sort of the, the little brother. <laughs> the, the difference between what you're talking about, Mark, and, and kind of where I'm at. I don't want any of those things. Is that, uh, let's just say those are the things that I want. And yes, I could certainly go there and yep. have those things. Uh, but I want, you know, call it altruistic, whatever it is. But I want everybody else to have the freedom to do whatever the hell they want to There's as long as problem. they're not hurting anybody. That's the problem. Is, is how, how is that a problem? You want freedom for other people. And I'm sorry, it's not no, that kind I of... I want freedom for other people because I realize that in order for me to keep having have freedom that I want, I have to want that for other people. I'm That's telling the only you the way path. I'm, everybody out there, I'm telling you the right now, the path. true path, Marx, is the way. <laughs> it's not Ian's. <laughs> Ian's path is to move to New Hampshire. Mark's path is to move to... Honduras. I don't care what people do. If you want to go and live in Honduras, you should go and live in Honduras. I, I'm yeah. supporting you on what you're doing here, Mark. Well, I, and I, I it's appreciate like, that you are. You just talk crap about everybody Why else's am I ideas. Talking crap. What did I say? Okay. You say that you don't think it's going to work. I don't. And so you down it as often as I'm you not, possibly can. Would you, you just talk crap about people posting videos on the internet because you don't think it has an effect on people. I've done it. 
and, and I, I told you that you don't understand how many people you've reached with that. Yeah, you can look at the comments and see a bunch of negative people talking crap about you there, but you're always going to see more of that. Whenever you post something that's effective and useful and educational about helping free people, you can guarantee that the haters are going to go all ape s about that but what you don't hear about because they're probably one one hundredth of the comments is you don't hear the people who said you know i really appreciated that video and it gave me the courage to stand up for myself the next time that some bureaucrat with a, a badge and a gun tries pushing me around well, those people are I suspect out there that the uh the checkpoint in el paso on route uh, on excuse me on I, interstate 10 is still there and that it probably. hasn't done anything That's about probably that. true and it's probably been the state isn't going to crumble overnight Oh, it's been about 10 years, buddy. Um, the state's been around for thousands of years, and sure. it's not going to go away anytime soon. But you just discount the fact that you had an It's in, my an activism. Impact. I can discount it if I wish. And I'm not going to accept it, because okay, I fine. know for a fact that over a hundred, if you have over 100,000 views on that video, so, yeah. you better but believe that The problem people... is, is that the statists grab it, and then they recopy the video. Fine. And um, you know, nobody the does more people see it. it, the better. Dude, I was in a... A heavy metal band for more than a decade. The last one I was in promoted the crap out of what we paid for advertisements. You know, uh, did all the stuff that you're supposed to do. Uh, did more. Like other bands were like, dude, I can't believe how much you do to promote your band or whatever. Right? I, I like our video probably still has under 200 hits on it. So for you to have a video about you know some sort of activism where you're basically confronting a bureaucrat with a hundred thousand views, that's not nothing. Right, and it, it may be true. It may be true that eighty thousand or ninety thousand of those people hated the fact that someone stuck stuck up for themselves and stood up to the police. And they hate you for that. That may be the case. But if five thousand or ten thousand of them are people who were empowered or felt encouraged by the fact that somebody stood up for themselves, that's who we're looking for. And maybe they don't tell you personally. Maybe you'll never hear it. But I hear it from time to time. Somebody will come to me and say, you know what you did was I appreciate it. And I'm sure you do. It inspired me to care about freedom. It inspired me to stand up for myself or whatever. And if one person tells you that, you know there's probably another hundred that think that, but they're never going to meet you. They're never going to tell you or whatever. There's more coming up here. 603-283-6160. You never know who your actions or words are going to touch. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and you can join us here as we kick off the third hour of the show here on this live Saturday episode. Tonight, it's Ian. The Reverend Captain Kickass. And Mark. And as so often happens when Mark is behind a microphone, we have gotten into activism and tactics <laughs> and strategy. Uh, and it... Activism tactics? Activism. I'm glad that the captain is here tonight for this conversation because Mark and I have had it so many times. It's nice to have a, a third perspective, somebody who can ask some different questions and, and take a, your own unique uh, perspective on this. Because uh, l- listeners who've been tuned in in the last few years know that Mark has been exploring the world. He's been looking at these special economic zones, which yep. he referred to recently. Uh, he says he's not burned out. He's just changed his perspective on what is valuable to him. And you know what? That's totally fine. For Mark, as I understand it, correct me if I'm wrong on this, you believe that you can just attain more freedom by going to a place that has the freedoms that you're looking for. And you're, trying to find, yep. and you're trying to find the best place for that. And if you can't find the best place, you're looking to 
create one, basically, through this special economic zone concept. And I mean, I I would say that one can go to a place and find more freedom for oneself. If one wishes to collect together with other liberty-minded people, it's in my opinion that we have a lack in this world of a place where there is regulatory and tax freedom. That there's all kinds of other freedoms, if that's what you're looking for, the things that can make you happy. But that if you want a place where you can sort of be safe and keep your tax dollar and, you know, live, live a nice family life and these kind of things, that's a little harder to find. Well, uh, New Hampshire certainly has very high property taxes, but overall the tax yeah, burden here is fairly I really, low. I got to say, I, I feel burned. Like, mm-hmm. I, I am butt hurt, if that's the terminology we want to use. Okay, so you prefer about, butt hurt to burned out? I, I'm not burned out because <laughs> okay. I am doing something so every single day. Yeah. Uh, I could have quit this show two years ago or a year and a half ago when you got arrested, yeah. and everybody would have supported me. That they said, "Okay, good luck, Mark, in your uh, new adventure, whatever sure. it is." They would absolutely would have. The idea that I have been burnt out while I am out there every single day trying to find better answers to the questions of liberty that I currently have is cruel. So, just saying. So I'm just going to jump in here because when I decided to move here to new hampshire i had a list of places new hampshire wasn't the only thing on the list mm-hmm. right i had done some research Were internet all research in the US? of course all the places? No, no negative okay. in fact new hampshire was the only place oh, in the u.s that was on my list uh, uh mexico was on my list mm-hmm. uh chile was on my list uh, vietnam was on my list mm. uh I, th- I think there was one more i'm forgetting but these were places where, like, I had heard a little bit about or maybe some activism was done, uh, some failed things, uh, the Gulch Gulch thing that happened in Chile, yeah. you know, decade or so ago, two decades ago now, maybe. I don't remember how. It's a long time ago. But that thing fell apart. Right. I thought it was a good idea, but I was waiting to see, did it develop? And no, it didn't. And it, it fell took apart. people's money. And took people's started, money. It was right? a scam, basically. Yeah. Uh, at least that's how I remember things yeah. going down. But. Like that didn't preclude me from adding things to my list. So I had different places on my list, but I had to come here first because this is the first place that I saw, as you point out, Ian, people coming together to do these things. You know, you're making the videos, you're doing the activism. There's a, you know, a whole bunch of people got together and decided this was the place to go, the Free State Project, right? And so I was like, well, I'm going to come here first. Because I would regret not coming here if I were to go to somewhere else. Like mm-hmm. in my mind, that's what I thought. Now I'm here, and I still see everything that's going on. You know, here in New Hampshire, I see all the other stuff that's going on in other places. I'm far more plugged into anything remotely resembling a liberty community here than I was before I moved here. I see room for both of these things to exist and exist not only cooperatively but in in a, a very friendly fashion. Uh, that is to say that I, I appreciate that Mark is out there trying to find other places where freedom can be had, perhaps in a different way or mm-hmm. for a different type of a person. But I appreciate that he's out there, as I call it, gallivanting, right? But he is out there. He's doing work. He's you know on a quest of his own, on a mission of his own to go and find a place that more suits his ideas of what freedom should look like at this point in his life. It doesn't mean that I'm going to move to Honduras tomorrow or anything like that. It doesn't even mean that I'm going to move. Yeah. Right. 
I and Mark brought up something earlier, and I think you brought it up too. It's that if you can get you know several different places aspiring to be free, not only will that sort of create competition in the freedom yeah, marketplace, which is great for innovation, but it can also create cooperation. Imagine if yes. you had uh, a New Hampshire in another country, and then another one well, of those. I don't want to do Hampshire. In, I think that's. I, I'm just th- saying. There's a low bar. I mean, <laughs> I mean a group. I don't mean New Hampshire. I know the state. what you mean. I mean but the I group of freedom loving people. New, New Hampshire's a state. Okay? I understand. It's, it's also an organization that claims the monopoly privilege and the use of violence. It's also a plot of land. The, the something better than that. I'm referring to the group of freedom loving people that have purposely relocated here. Now, what if you could find or even create another group of freedom-loving people somewhere else, right, who share the same philosophies and ideas, who can, oh, I don't know, now trade with each other, who can do all sorts of things. You can, perhaps you can have dual citizenship. Snowbirds. Right? Yeah. Well, you can get people who don't like, and you know what I'm saying, though. I'm like, you could have a summer place over there and a winter, or a winter place over there. There's people doing it right now in New Hampshire that are going from Florida to New Hampshire, and they're. What I'm saying is that there's completely room for multiple freedom centric places or groups to exist Mm -hmm. on planet Earth. New Hampshire isn't the be all end all, but it's a pretty good idea, in my estimation, near as I can tell. Now, I haven't been here as long as you have, so will time change that? I don't know. Will I at some point go, how how much blabbing on the radio can a guy do and how much activism can I don't know. I don't know the answer to this thing. Mm -hmm. But right now, there's certainly room for more than one sort of freedom movement on planet Earth. So here's what I think New Hampshire is good for. If you want to have, if you want to move someplace and you want to get involved in whatever way you get involved, whether it's uh, running for office or, you know, chasing cops around with a camera or whatever your your thing is, and you want to have step-by-step success, you want to be part of a group that does, you know, that has step-by-step success, you're going to have that in New Hampshire. But in my opinion, we're starting much lower here than we could by simply working with some country to f- create a special economic zone that you is mean, tailored. When you say working with a country, you mean a gang of criminals known as the government right. of that country that you cannot trust. Okay. like they're the, the, well, All I can tell you is it's a small club and you're not in it. And you're not getting in it. Right now, if Turks and Caicos, and I'm just picking a country out of the air because it makes sense, gave you one of their islands and said, Id, this is yours, man. It's yours, man. It's your king. Do what you want, man. Right? Like, they did the whole thing. They made it. I wouldn't believe a word of it. Well, it wouldn't make a difference. Even if they abided by it, it, you wouldn't get in the UN. No one would be able to trade with you or anything like that. You need to be part of these federations of, of groups, of political groups, in order to live a modern life and thrive and have a good time and all that other stuff. Otherwise, you're just some idiot cracking coconuts with a rock on some island. Okay, so therefore you're arguing that you should trust the Honduran government or fill-in-the-blank government to I, honor their word? Because already they're breaking their, their promises about I think the that I think that uh, every single time funds. you make uh, you know deals with governments that you can expect some of them, them to try to claw back as much as possible. Yeah. And that over time, you'll get better and better with writing the laws. Like, ultimately, the, uh, the contract, my, as it were. My point overall is... We don't know what is ultimately going to work. No, we don't. Right? So 
we best have a whole bunch of people trying different stuff. Yeah. Yep. I really want it to be true that the whatever government it is that Mark ends up finding that makes this deal with the special economic zones, because as, as we already pointed out, Honduras is going back on it uh, already. They, uh, I hope they honor their agreement and that there there is some sort of carved out area where people who actually want freedom can go to it. Because like you, Captain, uh, I'm on your side on this one in that I don't just want freedom for myself. I want freedom for others who want freedom. Yes. There's people out there that don't want it. And if they don't want freedom, that's them. fine. And that's fine, too. I'm if they saying. want somebody to tell them how to live their lives, there's plenty of Joe Bidens and Donald Trumps and, you know, Putins and Zelenskys out there that want to tell them how. Uh, and those people can have that. That's the 99.999% of the world or whatever. But if we can have that 0.1% or whatever carved out for the people that want to be free, and if they're allowed to get there, then that's that's enough for me. I'll be satisfied with that. I don't think I can change the whole world, and I think it's silly to try. Let's try to change New Hampshire or Mark's little corner of wherever it ends up being. More coming up. Free Talk Live. The phones are open here, and you can join us. Uh, the number is 603-283-6160. Different approaches to achieving more liberty in our lifetime. And you know what? I hope they all are successful. I, I do, too. And I want to encourage people who are listening outside of the United States as well to, you know, see if you can't start up some sort of group of like-minded people who are interested in in finding more freedom and get together with those people and figure out how you're going to do that. Maybe you'll come up, you know, we need innovation Mm -hmm. because the entire planet earth has been claimed by governments. There is no place on planet earth where a person can go unmolested by an organization known as government. And that is not cool. Shouldn't be that way. Now, no matter where you find yourself, you're always going to be hungry. At some point. Yep. So you can satiate that hunger and help spread the ideas of freedom with Truth Smacks. Suzanne is a former English teacher and a longtime truth seeker. She started her own trail mix brand. She's making it, bagging it, and sealing it up herself in a commercial kitchen down in Naples, Florida. I'm a fan. I've got a bag of Truth Smacks here in the studio, and whenever, I've seen it. Yep. Whenever I get a little uh, little hungry, I, I'm usually. Uh, I wish they'd make a, 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 a no carb one. Yeah, is that possible? I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know either. Uh, but uh, for those of you that don't mind, a few uh, delicious... Car- too carby, are they? Yeah, I can I can eat you know cashews, almonds, But he's avoiding like fruit, but, I think. Yeah, fruit and sugar. Yeah. 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 And there well, is some chocolate in the... I'm against a di- any diet that doesn't uh, include fruit. Truthsmacks.com slash shop. They're delicious, and they come in two sizes and in their original flavor, which is the definitely the favorite, uh, although some people do like the peppermint flavor as well, which is a pretty, uh, pretty unique product. Uh, but what really makes it sets it apart are the, the quotes, the actual bag design uh, on the back, end, uh, back side and on the front. There are quotes from famous and infamous people, both ancient and to this day, yeah. uh, about freedom and liberty. And it's a great little outreach tool, whether you're handing it to uh, to a kid or you're handing it to your grandma or whatever. You can you know, find people who are interested in freedom, discover new people who've never heard these ideas before through their stomachs. And everybody's hungry at some point, and you know, they appreciate being given the gift of delicious things to eat so check out truthsmacks.com if you're going to be at the porcupine freedom festival uh coming up next week you can meet suzanne she's going to be coming up there and i imagine she'll be loaded up with uh, truth smacks that she'll be able to sell to you uh there on the campground so check them out at truthsmacks.com slash shop 
Uh, you know, I don't endorse a lot of products, but I will definitely give them my endorsement. I'm a, I'm a fan. So uh, we've been talking about freedom. We've been talking about activism. And when I say Mark was burned out, he's taking it real personal. What I mean is I think it's cruel and I think it's a way to dismiss what I do. No, I'm not trying to dismiss it. I'm just saying you're burned out on the old ways, the ways that we're doing things here in New Hampshire. You're trying to do something new. I could never do the things that you do. Ian, as activism. Well, I there's a lot can't. of people who don't do the cop block stuff. There's people well, that, that I do. could have run for state house yeah, here in New Hampshire, and I thought about that. Now, let me think. I want to walk you through what my thought process on that was. Now, I used to live in a town called Westmoreland. Westmoreland mm-hmm. is how they pronounce it here. Um, Westmoreland, New Hampshire. And we had usually people would attend between 250 and 600 people would attend town meetings. We'd have it in the high school gym and, you know, that was town meeting. So what my experience in town meeting was that in many cases, there were a few cases, there were two cases where my vote would have made a difference. In one case, I was not there and I, the the vote went through. In the other case, it was, I was there and the vote didn't go through. So Mm -hmm. I've had this rare occurrence where my vote actually mattered in both directions. Mm -hmm. But ladies and gentlemen, you probably have it. Like, I'm truly a unicorn in this particular way. But It probably but, happens more often than you think in uh, little towns. It's like because that. of the small, you know, groups of people. Yeah. Right. Which is basically what New Hampshire House is. There's 400 people there, mm-hmm. most of them ideologues, who aren't going to change their opinion on anything. And one wonders why you even show up when the vast majority of the votes aren't by one aren't decided by one person. Mm-hmm. So I suspect I would have gotten demoralized making that drive of an hour and a half, yeah, I, uh, you I know, suspect you would have week to. after week, month after month, year after year, in order going to, to go there to have my vote be meaningless. And that would be difficult for me. So I kind of dismissed the idea of going through what would be terrible, a terrible experience, which oh, is yeah. me running for Absolutely. office. Because... I'm not like your average person. I got a few skeletons in the closet. And (laughs) when they start talking crap about me, they're going to say really cruel things. And I got a kid. I don't want them to hear that. Sure. Yeah, I don't blame you for that at all. So I needed to have some solutions. uh, And and you know me, I'm always got this efficiency conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm always I'm really worried about outcomes. Yeah. And there's no doubt that the thing that we're doing here in New Hampshire is inefficient. I mean, there's no doubt working within the system is a tremendous waste of time. It's incredibly working expensive. outside is a waste of time, too. Well, I mean, you can see it however you want. But, uh, but you know, uh, and this comes back to a comment in our chat room that happened a little earlier, I don't know, about a half an hour ago that I wanted to focus on here briefly. Because it sounded similar to something you said off the air, Mark. It's uh, Cynthia in the chat who says, The cop blocking is interesting, but it doesn't change police behavior in the least. I actually disagree with that statement. I totally disagree with that. And, and I say that because, I mean, I've seen police behavior in many states besides this one before mm-hmm. moving here. I've seen police behavior outside of, uh, we'll say, Keene, New Hampshire. Uh, and I've seen police behavior in Keene, New Hampshire, particularly when cop blocking now i've had the opportunity to do some ad hoc cop blocking it wasn't like i got together with cop blockers and okay we're gonna go out tonight we're doing some cop blocking no no it's just on the spot something happened yeah we had this other event where we're all hanging out in the square and it's late at night and nightcap and and you know lo and behold a cop pulls somebody over for i don't know not having their headlights on or whatever and the group just all sort of get out your phones and let's go over there now the first time i didn't go right i was fresh here i was new i didn't know you know i'm like ah, i don't know Were you I'm nervous gonna, i was yeah. yeah 
The second time that happened, it's all the same. And nobody ever says, like, hey, come on, everybody, let's go. Yeah. It's just like this organic thing where everybody you grabs their phones and, yeah, everybody nobody grabs their phones. St- yeah, <laughs> nobody, yeah. I mean, I look like me, so even if they did, they I wouldn't, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but like, so the second time it happened, I went, but I was kind of, you know, two, three people behind everybody, yeah. and I had my phone out, and I just kind of watched. And then the third time, I was up in front. Yeah, sure. You know, it's and, progress. And what I saw was these cops have definitely been trained uh, for this type of interaction, right? You, yes. The activists here in Keene, New Hampshire, have made such an impact that it appears to me, I don't have any evidence of this, but it appears to me that the Keene Police Department has training specifically for what to do when a whole bunch of people with their <laughs> cell phones out are videotaping you when yes. you pull somebody over. And their behavior became... I don't know, like, I, I want to say submissive, mm. right, to the folks doing the cop blocking. They were, yes, sir, no, sir, you asked them a question. Re- respectful, yeah. 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 Like, what, what is your name? Can I have your badge number? You know, any questions that are asked of them, what are you doing here? You know, that person looks ill. Can you get them some water, please? Like, if you're looking out for the welfare mm-hmm. of the person that the police have pulled over and that kind of a thing, they all of a sudden, they get concerned about the way. Whereas if there were no video cameras on It'd these be a people, different story. it would be a whole different story the way these guys treat these now, people. That's not to say, right, because that's not to say that their behavior changes all the time. No. Their behavior changes when the people with the camera show up. Right. And that still is a change in behavior. And is I've never it, seen that anywhere else. Yeah, and there's more coming up here in moments. The number 603-283-6160. That is the difference a group of dedicated activists can make. Freedom-loving people combined together in the same place. There's more on the way. It is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday show, the number 603-283-6160, and as always, phones are open here, you can bring up whatever you want. Here tonight, it's Ian, the Reverend Captain Kickass, and Mark. We're talking about activism, different approaches uh, to achieving more freedom in our lifetime. Mark is going off in a direction of... Let's find a place, carve out an area in a, in a smaller country with a more in, uh, impoverished government that might w- be willing to agree to something to leave people alone if we pay them enough and carve out this special economic zone. And, and that's something that I really hope can happen. And one uh, of the reasons I went off on this is I um, first I went to Saipan. Now, I, like this journey is much longer than this. But it's I'm part of the United States. Yeah, well, this is uh, the U.S. Marianas. It's just north of Guam, and it's the islands north of Guam. Mm-hmm. And there's about 50,000 people there, and I went there pre-COVID, and I declared it, uh, the, the, the freedom there to be palpable. This place is truly the freest place in the United States, bar none. I mean, it's not even remote, remotely close, but then COVID hits. And they're like, ah, maybe we'll sh-. the governor's like, maybe we'll shut down the island with uh, from plane flights. Yeah, for- and now you're a prisoner on the island. Right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like Alcatraz. And I'm like, I got to get off this. I got into the third to last flight out for mm. something like six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't as bad as I could. It could have one could predict. But then to get back, you had to go to five star tropical paradise jail. 
Yeah, two quarantine. week quarantine yeah. in yeah. a government operated facility. Up to two week. Um, it was you know it's been as low as three days and a variety mm-hmm. of things. But they're still experiencing a state of emergency. This still experiencing a state of emergency. Well, they love government funds, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so um, you know that's part of the the issue. But anyway, it's two thousand dollars at this point. Still, I got there for about five hundred bucks, but that was pre COVID, yeah. and the flights haven't really picked up in the same way. And it's so it's about two grand to get to get there at this point. And that's not cheap and people can't handle that. And it takes almost 48 hours. So I felt like I needed to find something where people could, you know, get there and back. And with this with these Honduran projects that I'm working on, you can leave in the morning and be there in the afternoon. Right. So if if I'm hearing you correctly, you're saying that whatever place you find, um, you still want to be able to. And I'm going to use my term gallivant a bit. Right. You want to be able to if you want to come, you know, stateside for a while, you can. Or if you want to go visit somewhere else, you can. But and this you is can easily an go influence back. for me. And Ian loved, loved to chide me at the time. He's all you care about is your freedom. How can you do this? The poor, unfree people. You know, there's all this crap that he says. And um, I'm like, well. Okay, let's make some options. This is a good idea. I'm a great problem solver. I may be one of the best problem solvers out there, and God's blessed me with uh, <laughs> some resources. I'm going to go solve some problems. Let's make a place. But there's Rather no ego so there. humble. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and, and so let's go. And I, I'm trying to solve the problem. I'm not solving the problem of Mark traveling. I already have that problem solved. I have no mm-hmm. expectation that I will spend 50 weeks a year in any one given place. I'm not currently doing that, mm-hmm. and I don't intend to do that in the future. Will I live there? Yes, I will consider that my residence because, well, who wouldn't want to live in a free place? And I'm going to make it, and it's going to be awesome, and all you have to do is do like the the very small amount of people I've managed to bring to these uh, this, this place that I'm working on, they fall in love. At this point, I've brought three libertarians, and three libertarians are planning their move. Wow, 100% success story. I, right. I'm, I'm still batting a thousand. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. I, I don't think you can really count until somebody actually moves okay that's a good point that's a good point I'm just people saying. are gonna well, go i mean well, I, think, I mean and, and, and i'm right taking now they're all coming for pork fest and so. i'm taking <laughs> the lesson from the free state project because sure. you know the goal was to get twenty thousand right. people yeah, they, and, i don't even know if they're till five thousand yet at this point you know so and and but like whenever one of these things happens whenever freedom because there wasn't just the free state project when i was no. first considering there was one down in virginia free state wyoming yeah there was that one and there was another one too Which that i can't remember done. I can't remember, but there were several of these kind of things that are like, no, 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 come here instead. Go, no, no, check yeah. out ours, and and they're sort of competing for the freedom oriented person, which I really enjoyed that part. They've all failed except for the Free State Project. Correct. Right well, away. I would say that the folks in Texas have a they've come up with another system. So in Who's the this? Austin area, um, the exit and uh, is it exit, exit and build exit and build. Uh, folks. That's relatively new. I wasn't aware that they. But it's it's were a, a come more project from John Bush's previous move to austin we're free yeah thing um and so they've Which got i don't some, think anyone ever believed that one <laughs> Come I, on. I understand but i think that you can <laughs> sell the notion that hey buy a piece of land raise some chickens some rabbits in a garden yeah, that's more saleable than move to the most leftist city in texas <laughs> right but what he's saying was so that the region around yeah, it yeah, the, yeah, not in fact the city is free but so that's what they're doing now they're pushing uh, the uh, move i thought i thought exit and build was People are moving to somewhere outside of the cities in all of the cities, not just Austin. That's true, but mm-hmm. there's certainly a large concentration of Texans, yeah. and you know, 
John Bush is a very gregarious man. Sure. Um, and yeah, people, he's, he's a mover know, and a shaker. Yeah, he makes he make, he has great speeches and people want to be near him. So sure. there's 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 a concentration in the Bastrop region, and he was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, pushing that. And you know, I think that that's fine. I don't person. Now I did this too, by the way. All the activism I've tried just to be able to say I've been there. I had. 51 pigs, uh, a large garden, raised my son on a farm, and a variety of things. And if the state quaked in its boots when you grew carrots... Growing He's carrots would be illegal. That, well, but it, are you free? Like this is the thing: was when you advertise, I got a, a lifestyle and I've got freedom, and you I know think, somehow they're together. It's like peanut butter and chocolate. Yes, I they're two different things. But yeah, I, I I didn't attend the conference. You were there, so you have yes. better experience for this. But my understanding of the messaging was: just get out of the cities, and you'll have more freedom. That was kind of the messaging there. And if you can be with other people and as your neighbors who are like minded, then then all the better. I didn't hear that uh, it was going to be you're going to be totally free because obviously there's still things like property taxes and yeah. bureaucrats. Imagine and- thinking that cities would make you free during the last three years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And in in so many ways, I feel like I I escaped from Seattle in the just nick in of time. time. In the yeah. nick of time, I just yeah, I was having that thought again the other day, thinking about just thinking back on the last three or so years that I've been here, and I was just like amazed that like. Whew, did any? Out. Did you? You guys? Did you adopt any of the insanity of the uh, the COVID times? Because oh, I God, remember, no, of course not. Hold on, hold on, just a second. Let, let me tell you some of the things that we did down in Florida. Um, my family did down in uh-huh. Florida. So first off, it was like, well, what are we going to remember? We had an eighty year old in the house, so yeah. um, you know there was some concern surrounding that. But we were leaving like non-perishable groceries in the garage for three days oh, in order to let the virus die on them or whatever oh, we were i mean people were doing this all across the country i, I but people are going uh-huh uh-huh listening to their radios another one we'd go walking all the time i never like stayed from outside uh-huh. But my wife wouldn't let me pick up garbage on the side of the road, which is my um, the thing you do to be right. a good neighbor. I bring yeah. a garbage bag. I yeah. often bring one of those grocery bags and I'll fill them with things that I find on the side of the road. And uh, I'll answer your question. I think I know what you're getting at. I I did things like uh, I took advantage of everybody who was offering the the no touch delivery. Because I'm a little bit of an antisocial guy. I can be social, very much so. Mm. And I can be very... But also, I don't like dealing with morons, right? So when I order a pizza, I don't want to have to talk to the kid, right, who barely can, like, function, much less, like, old and intelligent conversation. And so I was very happy to be like, oh, you mean I don't have to actually answer the door and I can just tip virtually? See, I did the opposite. I was happy about that particular item. Now... What else did I do? I was closing on my the house that I live in now, and nobody knew what to do. This was early on in the COVID thing, and it took almost four months to close. Nobody was wearing masks. Nobody was you know sanitizing. Their, we were wearing gloves, right? The 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 hospital yeah. gloves, the black ones, the, do, the ones yeah. that the mechanics wear, right? The black, the black, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, it was requested when we came and saw the place. Uh, because it's a multifamily that each of them were like, hey, uh, I can't be, we had to go twice, inspector had to come out twice so that, you know, they could be home and all that kind of stuff. So it was an, an ordeal, but I only wore gloves. 
Yeah. Yeah, I did I did the opposite. I went out more often. I was out every single day going out and, and buying food from local businesses to mm-hmm. make sure that they stayed in business. Yes. And I did some of that, uh, but also took advantage of you know. And there was one time when I actually did I never get food delivered, but there was one thing I got like a free I got a free meal from Uber Eats or whatever, and so I said, I'll tip you more if you show up with no mask on. And when we went down to Connecticut where they're really mask crazy, I did the same thing with Uber, because Uber had a mask mandate. I said, You'll get a bigger tip if you, you know, don't care about masks. Uh, there's more coming up here in moments, and that worked, by the way. Nice. Uh, more coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. Moments remain here. Maybe enough time for you if you dial in now at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. The thing we didn't get to tonight, we intended to, but I just want to finish the uh, the briefing here on what happened with Julian Assange. Oh, yeah. So... WikiLeaks founder has been awaiting extradition in the UK for a number of years, and now the British Home Office, according to the Washington Post, has said in a statement that, quote, the UK courts have not found that it would be oppressive, unjust, or an abusive process to extradite Mr. Assange, nor have they found that extradition would be incompatible with his human rights, including his right to a fair trial and to freedom of expression, unquote. Pretty Priti Patel, the British Home Secretary, signed the extradition order. This is the the top bureaucrat, basically, in Great Britain that people have been begging for weeks, if not months, uh, to release Julian Assange. There have been public protests. There have been letter-writing uh, campaigns. She's been tagged, or he, I don't know, Pretty's a female name? I have no, no idea. That person <laughs> has been tagged on uh, social media. There's been so much that has been sent that uh, that person's way about this incident and they went ahead and ruled in favor of the state ruled in favor of the US government and uh, they are going to move to the next step now in the case of Julian Assange the next step would be of course to appeal uh, the decision of said British Home Secretary Priti Patel, and that will be where they go next. I'm not sure if they're going straight to the Supreme Court or back up to uh, one of the higher courts there, but ultimately he's going to go all the way uh, and appeal this as far as possible. But man, it's hard to be optimistic in this particular case. For committing acts of journalism. Yeah. yeah. For telling I the truth. really wish that um, that, that uh, they would be treated fairly, but God, I, I, I just can't hold hope out after all this time. I don't know why Julian Assange got caught up in the machinations of the state, but once you're in, it's really difficult to get out. Well, and here's the thing that I think needs to be pointed out again and again and again and again. There is no state stepping up for this man. No. And why would there be? Well, no, what state wants to go against the United States of America? Well, and and even including the United States of America. Right? Well, they're trying like, to capture him. They right. want him for in prison for the rest of his life. And I'm saying that there are a number of people inside of the United States of America whom falsely believe that in a situation like this, that the United States of America would step up for them. Oh yeah. Well, the difference is here. 
he told the truth about the United States federal government committing murder through their agents in the U.S. military, yeah. killing innocent people. Just just one example, right? Like, he's released a ton of things. I don't even know half of what happened, but right. I did see the video of the helicopter footage where these uh, troops or whatever, yeah. I don't know if it was Air Force or military or whatever branch it was, but blowing away journalists and innocent people from a helicopter— yeah. And he revealed that footage, and that's one of the reasons they're trying to put him away for the rest of his life. He's telling man, the truth about murder. Here's a man who revealed a crime to the, we'll call them citizens, of the United States of America that their own government was committing and that's continues right. to commit. Yeah, sure. Right. It should have opened some eyes. It should it have. Okay, it did, but it should have had more of an impact and been more of an agent of change than it currently is, in my opinion. If people in the United States of America really believe that this is supposed to be the land of the free and the home of the brave, I don't see anybody acting as if they're free, and I sure as hell don't see any bravery. No, that's, that time has long been passed in the United States. I really wish that uh, during that whole lockdown and the... Uh, what, what was it? Uh, Ecuador, Ecuadorian embassy. embassy there in Great Britain that uh, somehow he just snuck out and got on a plane. He was and, being monitored 24-7. Well, that was one of the... the uh, but how well? That's the thing. Is I mean, they're bureaucrats, mistakes. so obviously they might be lazy and falling asleep on they the job. They got latex masks. There's a whole brunt bunch of things that could have been done to get him out of there. And just to circle this back a minute to when I was saying... Like, not only do I want to be free, but I want other people to be free as well. If you want some organization to step up and fight for you when you're caught up in the, the machinations of the state, mm-hmm. then you need to do the same thing for others. Mm. Because otherwise, nobody's going to be there for you. Well, I'm not sure anybody's going to be there for you anyway. Um, it, like, if you go and do the fighting mostly people are not going to be brave for you because it's just not we're just not that kind of monkey and um i mean that's true but that's like, not a reason not to stand up for other people well what i believe that you stood up personally ian uh, mm-hmm. we're talking i'm talking about your the case against you currently mm-hmm. uh, by the federal government for i'm not sure even what i would call, say that you might have done that was illegal but uh i like the way nobody puts it contempt of bank contempt of that's, bank that's contempt what he's been convicted of that's very yeah, yeah that's, that's the real charge yeah. right the, so your charge for contempt of bank and basically no one can do anything to help you if there was a thing that could be done it's likely i would have done it by now um and that oh they can do mostly things. I, I think they, they don't do. well what do they what can they do uh talk about the case put the word out about it share Try, help you sh- get interviews share information about it and show up i mean if you can come to uh, the federal court when we have trial in early november in the crypto six.com gives you some information you can go there and watch a few videos and figure out what happened the crypto six.com yeah let's go to your calls and thoughts jack is in washington state you're on free talk live go ahead jack um good conversation I typically, uh, secession, I agree with Mark. I have in the past. But he's off on an island off Honduras, which is a, uh, a, uh, not a very healthy government for you know, its history. How are you going to build a society based on that? So I believe. Well, I don't know about building a society, and I'm not intending to do that. I'm talking about okay. building a community, which is a smaller so thing. Mofo makes a lot better points. What's that? To be appropriate. Mofo? 
Mofo. Yeah. I said, <laughs> hey, thanks, man. Thanks for using my pronoun. Yeah, I want to use your pronoun. And what point is sued. it? Um, but I wanted to actually, my call was uh, real quick. Uh, Elon Musk in SpaceX, uh, there was five employees, if I'm remembering right, and they were circulating a memo throughout the company of, you know, just anti-Elon Musk stuff, you know, whatever it be, conservatism or mm-hmm. Twitter situation. And you know what Elon Musk did? Which reminds me of the first conversation of the show. He fired him. It, you know, he just fired him. Yeah, well, why would you want to have people working for you who don't yeah. who don't appreciate your vision or whatever? It's one thing to to not surround yourself with yes men. It's another thing to get rid of people that are actively uh, causing strife. Yeah. Mofo, you are so correct. It is awesome. Thanks, man. Mofo and right. Thanks right, for thanks. the call, man. Appreciate it. Let's talk to Sarah. She's in uh, New Mexico. Go ahead, Sarah. Oh yes, uh, the the capture soldiers. Uh... They're, he's being brainwashed. So the captured soldiers where? Well, the the ones that American soldiers captured by the Russians that uh, they were on our team, and they're not uh, they're not uh, announcing. What How are you getting saying. RT? Well, I mean, I heard it on the news that, but they but oh, they so it's hearsay. You talking, but then they won't let him what he's saying to you because they're basically he's basically saying what I'm saying that. The Russians are fighting for Social Security and Medicaid and and get the capitalists out and have a fair and equal society. That's the brainwashing. So you're saying the American soldiers who have ostensibly been captured are brainwashed? Well, well that's what they're claiming, that they're brainwashed. And that's so they what have who is claiming? On TV, the, uh, the U.S. Uh, US media. Sarah, can you can you go through and restate everything without using a single pronoun? I'm really bad at pronouns, and I just don't know what is being said here. Uh, first off, I don't know which American soldiers have been captured. Have we? Uh, are there? There are apparently two, according to RT, as she pointed out here. I, I remember seeing the headline, but I didn't uh, dig into it. So I appreciate you bringing it up here, Sarah. You, you bring up some uh, interesting stuff sometimes. Uh, they have told RT that they surrendered to Russian forces after being abandoned by the Ukrainian commanders. The pair told veterans like them to, quote-unquote, think twice before making the trip to Ukraine. So what what she's alleging here is that the mainstream media, and thank you, Sarah, for the call, is, of course, saying, oh, well, these guys, they got a gun to their head. They're being told to say these things. Yes. Just, just like when ISIS had uh, that guy, John, whatever his name was, uh, Cantley. Yeah. And he was you know telling them whatever it was the uh, ISIS wanted him to say. And that may be what's happening here. But they may also be telling part of the truth, right? Like, maybe they really were abandoned by the Ukrainian commanders. Who knows what? The thing is, we don't know what actually happens out there we have no idea we know what the western uh, media says they'll say whatever the government tells them to say and we know what the rt media says they say whatever their government seems to tell them to say uh but all that said the rt is the one that's being censored all around the planet so i tend to think that they might have something interesting worth reading you should check them out over at rt.com and uh, i'll put the link over on our social.freetalklive.com for you to dig through at your leisure we'll see you tomorrow night free talk live